Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. The NBA and college basketball are back. The NFL and college football playoffs are right around the corner. Man, with all these sports going on, there are plenty of bets to lock in on. So, if you're thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat, my Lakers to repeat their NBA championship, or someone to upset Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, man, you need to go to betonline.ag. From the game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always an online casino as well, because it never closes. So, Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talkin' Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now... Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. Oh, yeah. 
Shout out to my guy, Lawrence Young, L. Young, on all your social media platforms. Uh, man, with everything going on in the world, Charlie, I thought we would start just a little bit different this time. Uh, a little positivity, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I, I thought you'd get a kick out of that, too. <laughs> I was really, really good. Yeah, that's my guy right there. That's my guy. He's really incredibly talented young man doing big things out on the West Coast. But, um, uh, I, I, you know, it's funny, man. Uh, and this is Believe in the ACC. I'm Lloyd Spence. That's Charlie oh, Ward. Over there. there's a coming. Go ahead, Charlie. I hear you, boy. <laughs> uh, we're glad to be here with you tonight. Uh, to maybe take your mind off everything that's going on in the world a little bit, but also to give us you a sports perspective of what's going on in the world as well. Uh, and, man, I tell you, normally we do our show on Wednesday and then we post it on Thursday. But with everything that was going on in the world and, and because we're a media company, we tried to stay a little fluid yesterday because we didn't know how things was going to turn out, uh, and it was it was kind of bananas to say the least. Where were you at when I when I texted you yesterday? You were clearly out of pocket because you didn't know what I was talking about. I was at practice. Okay, okay, so yeah, you were totally out of the loop. Man. Yeah, I mean, when all this stuff started hitting the fan, um, I was at practice, and yeah. and uh, then once we finished practice. All the guys, they always get on their phones anyway. Right, I'm sure it was blowing um, up. And yeah, they were all over the place, and they had all these different pictures and yeah. were posing, you know, their feet up in offices. Yeah. Um, and people climbing walls and all all those pictures, and I was like, you know, what is going on? It kind of reminded me of um, 9/11. Yeah, it was just when chaos, was, man. When I was um. You know, I was going to work, and to work out, I was with the Knicks, and we were off that day, uh, but we were going in to get a workout in, and then all of a sudden, while I'm in there in the in the room uh, on the bike, I turn the TV on and I see, you know, all this stuff about the planes hitting the the buildings, and you know, I'm, I mean, I'm not too far from there. Right. I'm a, I'm a good little ways, you know, up in, yeah. I mean, up in Purchase, uh, New York area. But of course I'm in New York. I'm, I'm, I'm like 30 to 45 minutes from the city. And so it was just odd. Yeah. See all these things just all of a sudden happen, um, you know, in a short period of time. And, and so it does affect, um, you know, 9-11 affected us. Um, you know, overall, uh, because it shut us down for a few few days just to, yeah. you know, get get reorganized and get the city back to where, you know, it was some form of normalcy. But, of course, it took some time and there were a lot of lives that were lost. And, you know, as a organization um, in entertainment there in the city, you know, we had to do our due diligence and going around and supporting the uh, fire department, the first responders. Right. Uh, we did our part, you know, got a, you know, and at the end they gave us like a, um, a, a half zip, you know, we made us a part of the fire department 
Uh, so it was it was definitely different, and uh, we were praying for the for the for those that lost their lives, and you know we were praying that we didn't have anyone that we knew personally. And yeah, there was one person uh, that was supposed to have gone to work that oh, day. Oh wow! Um, as as Tanja's um, one of Tanja's uh, uh, childhood friends. Wow. She was working for, I think, Amex or, yeah, Amex. And she didn't feel well that day. So she decided to stay home. Wow. And that that was uh, the way, you know, it, she was out of pocket for a few minutes. So, of course, it was disheartening. And um, trying to, you know, her mom and dad and everyone was trying to reach her. Um, and, you know, so... It was uh so we didn't know anyone personally. Um, I know, no, I didn't. I don't think Tommy did as well. Mm. Uh, but except for her, that was supposed to, that that worked in you know World Trade Center, and so we were grateful that she didn't. That God definitely chose to keep her home that day. Yeah. Um, and it was a great blessing. You know, yeah, it's a great. That's a great comparison. Yesterday had a very uh big feeling to it obviously and, and and emotions were all over the place and and once again the sports world uh stepped up in a in a big way uh to kind of let their voices be heard in the especially in the NBA you saw them taking a knee and they kind of brought everything into it yesterday they Took a knee to the Jacob Blake thing because yesterday was Tuesday and Wednesday. There was a lot going on, man. It was the Jacob Blake decision, and then this happened, and it was just a lot going on. And so I, I, I was going to ask you: Did you like the way, or have you liked the way that sports has responded to the social and political unrest that's been going on uh, in the world so far? Um. Well, well, yes. I mean, I've always been a big proponent, um, and this is the way I coach uh, because you cannot remove the athlete from being a human. Right. And I think that's where people try to, you know, distance the two. But, you know, like I, I teach our kids, um, and this is the way I was, um, you can't separate the the person from being a ball player. Mm -hmm. You know, once you're a ball player, you're 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 the same person. Yeah. So it's not like you're two different people. And so when people try to say that you you know if you athletes shouldn't have their you know all these rights and things you know social justice and keep their mouth shut and all that they're humans they're just like you we just represent. Right. As, as athletes, professional athletes, we represent a small population in entertainment. And so we have, those are jobs, just like you have a job. I mean, everyone right. has a job that you get paid, they just may get paid more. And so there's no different from being an athlete with a platform um, than a person who is in office with the same platform and they, you know, they speak on sports, and 
I just think, you know, I think what the, what the athletes are doing who have a God's given them this platform for a reason. Yeah. Um, and for them to use it uh, for, you know, injustice, to try to bring people together, uh, to try to bring awareness to issues that may go hidden. I think it's it's something that needs to be done. Um, and, you know, I know I've been a part of not social injustice, but I've been a part of some things that spark some other conversations uh, to be able to help, you know, push things along, um, yeah. even though it may have come out the wrong, wrong way. But, you know, when it's all said and done, it got people to talking, got people yeah. to, you know, sit down at the table and talk through certain situations and issues and things just so your voice can be heard because someone else may be feeling that way. Uh, but their voice may not be heard. You know, Charlie, I, I agree with you a thousand percent, man. I, 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 it's funny, the guys that played in, in your time, I always wished that they would have been more vocal about various things. And I don't know, I really don't know the reason why that they weren't. And, and, it was, and, and to be fair, there wasn't, there was always things going on but not magnified the way that it is now. So now that the, I love that this new generation is stepping into that role and not and being unapologetic and being unashamed, quite honestly, to speak out on various things. But I do want to ask you as a coach, do you think, how do you coach your players or how do you get into these conversations with them? Or do you get into these conversations with them? Because I'm sure they have a lot of curiosity and thought to the situations that are going on in the world today? Um, well, the one thing that I always work to try to do is have diversity uh, on the team. Uh, and we've, you know, achieved that this year. Um, last year, we didn't have very much uh, when it came to just different people uh, from different races. Um, and the whole goal the reason why I want to have diversity is so that we can come, we can share each other's uh, thoughts, where we come from, because no, everyone doesn't have the same, uh, don't come from the same place. Yeah. Um, you know, we all have different situations and scenarios in our lives that we can all learn from. And if you got all the same people uh, from the same backgrounds, you know, it's hard to learn. Uh, we can learn from each other, but it's hard to learn different perspectives and so you know we haven't really delved into what happened yesterday because we had a big game on tomorrow right. um but i do know those guys talk a lot um and we have had some discussions um about certain things mm -hmm. um and you know some of it really um you know some of it hadn't even been anything from a social standpoint. It's been more so from a personal standpoint on how they can, uh, you know, better their their situations. You know, whether it's not having a dad at the house, whether it's your your, your someone close to you passing away. Mm. Um, you know, those are the type of things, you know, that the guys are still wrestling with. And then you throw on top of what we're going going through. Um, and so it's, it's a bunch of layers uh, that you have to navigate through and while you're still trying to help them be the best students 
um, and basketball players. Uh, but when it's all said and done, they're humans, and we have to be, we have to understand. They have to understand that they have a responsibility to, uh, to, to make life peaceful. Yeah, you know, I, I like what you're doing, and 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 I love the trust that you're building in your team. And there's a lesson and an example for sure in that. I wonder one of the things I guess I've I've been wrestling with when it comes to what I've you know what we witnessed the last 24 hours is how do we just in a general and it's just man to man and person to person, how do we restore trust in one another again? Because so much has happened and 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 there's a breakdown in the country right now. You know what I mean? Right. And I wonder, how do we restore trust again? How do we get people to have these difficult conversations and to hear each other again? Because it's so, one of the things I think that it's 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 hard. It's hard to hear each other right now. Well, well Lord, we were just having this conversation, my wife and I, um, mm. and our daughter at dinner. Mm. <laughs> and, um, and she mentioned this. Um, Tanja mentioned this, that she was listening to um, uh, Chain, uh, Pastor Chan. Chan. Yeah. Um, Francis and, Chan, yeah. Yes, Francis Chan. Yeah. And a lot of, lot of clergy or a lot of people say make this statement. And she said, if they say it again, she's going to scream, scream really, really loud. Okay. That, that our country is so is that a is so divided right now and she's been saying this for quite some time when she hears that comment our country was founded on division right right our, our country's never been you not unified right and United States is just a, a, is, is just the name of the country. It's not what we are. <laughs> yes. And right. so it, it was founded that way. Yeah. And now it's now it's just brought there's more awareness that we aren't unified. Yeah. By what's what's going on. And so, you know, some of the most um divided is in the church yeah yeah when, when you're trying to get together and do different things you know it's hard and i think some of the churches are working towards trying to provide that that spark um but you still have some, most churches that still hanging on to the traditions um and, and don't want to you know partner with or be diversified in any form of fashion and so you know, if we can't be unified in the in the body of Christ, then it's going to be hard for the world uh, to do it. So I think we're at a point now where people are starting to listen to one another. And I don't know if we ever get to a point where things will be unified because you have just prideful people, you know, in leadership. And as we all know, pride goes before every fall. Yeah. And so yeah. if you have people who are prideful, uh, in leadership, then it's going to be hard. But I do believe we there's been a barrier broken uh, that people now are more willing to sit down and listen to the others, even if you've been oppressed or 
you know, being, let's say oppressed, but if you've been um, on the back end, you know, trying to get in, um, you know, even us, when we have to sit down at the table, we got to be open and willing to listen yeah. uh, to what others have to say and not feel like we know it all um, or we, we, sh we should be owed something. Um, and so I just think it's important that we all have open eyes and ears to one another to hear the other one other side because if if i come from a certain place that's all i know and so that's what i'm gonna share with you right but if you come from a different place that's all you know yeah. and so until we start walking in each other's shoes and listen and learn from one another you know we're, we're going to continue to be in this place of not wanting to hear not seeing what others are coming from how they feel because it definitely is, as we know, yesterday, it could have definitely been a different place. Oh yeah. If we, if there, if it was some, 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 uh, a different group, I'll just say that. <laughs> right. Well, well, I, I'll be, I'll, I'll take the heat on that one, Charlie. <laughs> You're absolutely right. If, 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 if a darker hue had been the ones climbing those walls. We would be having a very, very different conversation today. I, you know, Charlie, you you said a lot of great things there. I'll just say this. Um, the one thing that I think it takes to bring us back to restoration is, is a full commitment from everyone to what is not just our truth, but the truth. Yeah. And, 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 and we have to be honest about what has happened in this country to this point. And you said it a minute ago, We this country was founded on disunity. So when you start bad, you can't expect it to get better if you're never gonna correct the bad that the country started in. And so we've got to get to a place where we're gonna be honest with one another in real and have a real conversation and real dialogue. If we can't do that part, I don't know how we get to places of healing. I don't know how we get to places of 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 coming together in a unified way. You know, there's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of anger. You know, and and we have not addressed those issues in this country. So it's difficult to go forward and say, well, now we can do this and now we can do that. Well, no. We got to deal with the real thing that's happening in the room. It's kind of like marriage. You and I both know we've both been married a while now. I, man, you can't keep walking around issues in your marriage. Right. Like, like At some point, you got to deal with the real problems or you can't move forward. And I think that's kind of what America has done. We've walked around our real issues for so long. And, and then we've allowed the worst elements of ourselves to continue and not address those. And now they've become the worst elements that we've ever seen. And so we got to be honest about everything and then have real dialogue and make real and be willing to make real corrections to that stuff. Now, the one of the things uh, I know we, we believe in ACC, but one yeah. of the things I think um, we can learn from as a country is how the sports teams yeah. and the community, you know, has come together um, through this time. And I think that's something that our country uh, leadership can learn from. 
um, and you know, doing things is going to help with diversity. Um, not sugarcoating, uh, you know, certain things uh, because it may be politically correct. Um, but you know, dealing with some of these um, these issues uh, head on, you know, like they do, like government comes and puts their nose in the sports. Um, a la the, uh, what do they call it? The NIL. Yeah. You know, they start dibbling and dabbling in that deal. And yeah. so I'm just saying there are a lot of things that, you know, government can uh, take from uh, sports teams and sports uh, organizations to be able to help them. Uh, yeah. They navigate their way through this, uh, this, this front of, working to try to bring the country together. Um, and personally, I just don't know how, how it can happen uh, outside of, you know, the God just deciding that he puts the right people in the right places to make things happen. Um, and, and we continue to move forward, but yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start the show the way we did. And again, shout out to my guy, L Young, um, who, who who just saying that so beautifully? A change is gonna come. I'm praying and hoping that uh, that this year we're seeing that that we're in the midst of that. And yeah, things got bad, incredibly bad yesterday. But I'm hoping that that maybe is another part of the wake up call that we need as a country to move forward uh, and and address the real problem. That there were so many layers to the, to the, yesterday. That you know, this is a sports show, so we won't get into it here. Uh, but tune in to Talking Noise or Monday through uh, Friday at 11 a.m. Central, 12 p.m. Eastern, and we'll you'll hear a lot of us talk about that. But I did want to just address that. I didn't think we could, uh, in in great integrity, get on this show today and not address that elephant in the room uh, without uh, moving forward. But um, Charlie, I do want to get into some sports conversation with you, if you don't mind. Uh, I got a new game for us to play since it's basketball season. Um, uh, we'll just call it their best thing is, their best player is, and each week we'll deal with two teams and dive into two teams that we um, uh, have looked at and we say, wow, you know, based on what I've seen with that team or based on what I know on that team, this is what I think. Uh, and so I, I, start, I thought I would start us out with the familiar today. Uh, the uh, Florida State Seminoles and the Louisville Cardinals. So uh, those are two teams that I'm sure we are very familiar with. Uh, we had a chance to look and see up close. I know how excited you are about your Seminoles this year. Uh, and and quite honestly, they look good, man. They, uh, they look like a team that is going to be there in the end. Uh, but what are your just before we get in dive into the their best player is or best their best thing is what are your overall thoughts about the Seminoles? Um, well, I've kind of been out of pocket, but mm -hmm. uh, with uh, watching the team, I know they were on quarantine for a couple games, missed mm -hmm. Duke and Pitt. Uh, uh, uh there's another game they missed, yeah. I know Pitt, uh, choked when played Syracuse. Uh, so they've kind of been out of pocket. But the, the Seminoles, uh, the men, 
Um, the guy that I've been intrigued by, and he's still learning, he's a freshman, is Scotty Barnes. Uh, the time I've got an opportunity to watch him play, he is long, uh, sneaky, tight player. Yeah. Uh, very gifted. Uh, but, of course, Florida State plays a lot of guys. And, you know, he's still learning position, the punt guard position, how to control the game. And, you know, they've had Trent Forrest there for so long. Um, and he matured into the guy that everyone looked to, and he made plays for everyone late in the game. Mm-hmm. And so right now they're still trying to figure out who that guy is. Um, I know MJ Walker, uh, he's like the leading scorer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, he, he's a senior. or He's been around for quite some time. Yeah. And so he's kind of taking the, 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 the rings of being that guy whenever they need a bucket. He finds a way to, to get a bucket. Um, and so I still think they, they still have some work to do. Um, they play a lot of guys. I think Coach Ham is using this early part of the year uh, to get a lot of guys some, some time. Because I remember one game, I think he played maybe 12 guys. Um, at some point, they lost, you know, one of those games against UCF. But um, I think he played a lot of guys just so they can get some some work. Um, and I don't know what the rules going to be this year, if everyone's going to make the tournament or how they're going to do that part. Yeah. I do believe, um, you know, he, he's, he's built the team on depth. And I think it will, you know, uh, come to fruition here at some point. So those are two guys. Um, the Lady Seminoles, uh, they just got back and they had a very good uh, win. Um, I want to say it was the Virginia Tech. Uh, they beat Virginia Tech 73-63 on the road. Mm-hmm. And, and so I really haven't gotten a chance to watch them. Uh, but I know my girl Jones, her last name is Jones, uh, it, it is dynamic. She, last year, I don't know if she could shoot or not, because she didn't shoot. She's very athletic. But this year, she's getting it done. And so, um, you know, with Kosu being on, you know, leave of absence, um, and she takes care of her family, her mom, and Coach Brooke. She is fiery. She's an ex-Seminole, a former an alumni. And uh, so she's done an excellent job of picking up with the pieces are and all the other staff, you know, and making sure that the, the ladies Seminoles are still staying on, on course. And so uh, I'm happy uh, for them as well. Well, I'll tell you what, that is an excellent uh, assessment, sir. I think you did well, considering. <laughs> and yeah, that, and listen, I, I, I've been impressed with I, this whole thing again has been challenging to say the least. Uh, the, uh, and the Lady Seminoles have done as well as everyone has done with this stuff, man. I mean, it, it, it's you're navigating cancellations, you're navigating. Um, just a plethora of issues. Yeah, it's brutal right now. Uh, and and to say, and on top of that, uh, they might be playing in maybe one of the toughest conferences 
uh, in the league right now. I mean, in the, in all of college basketball, with the Wolfpack being the third-ranked team, the Louisville women's team being the second-ranked team, Syracuse being the 24th-ranked team. There's a lot of talent in the ACC right now. And the Tar Heels are 7-0 and uh, at home, 7-2 overall. So, I mean, there's just a lot of talent in the ACC right now. So, uh, the Seminoles are right there in the mix. Um they haven't had a chance to play as much, but but the women have done a phenomenal job. I'll take the Louisville Cardinals. Um, that's a team I'm pretty familiar with on both sides, uh, and I'm impressed by where, where how actually how both teams have uh, been able to navigate some of the waters, although we're talking about incredibly difficult waters, just like the women of the Florida State women. They've had a myriad of COVID issues uh, both men and women. There was one stretch where the women hadn't played since December 9th. I mean, it was like a 21, 30, almost 25-day stretch where they didn't play a game. But still, they are very, when they do hit the court, they are a pretty dominant force when they do. Although right now they're playing uh, a very tight game against Virginia Tech. Uh, lead Virginia Tech by one right now, so it'll be interesting to see if the uh, the Louisville uh, women get their first uh, loss tonight. Uh, they are led by Dana Evans. Dana Evans has been just incredible all season long. Uh, a really, really solid player. And she's, I'd say this is a breakout season for her. She's really kind of coming into her own. Uh, and she's doing a phenomenal job. The team shoots about 48%, and their offense is really uh, really top shelf. I think they lead the ACC in, in offense right now and in points scored. So uh, they're doing an amazing job, so I'm really impressed by what they're doing. What's ironic about Jeff Waltz and the women is that they're polar opposite to the men. The women do it by offense. They're scoring in bunches, uh, and they score from various different places. The men are the complete different. They do it by defense, and so they are like the fourth-ranked defensive team in the ACC right now, uh, playing extremely well in ACC uh, basketball right now, uh, uh, leading the uh, uh, leading the, uh, the ACC Division three and zero right now, uh, uh, eight and one in the conference overall. Uh, the only. Ironically, they're eight and one, leading the conference, but not ranked. They they um, <clears throat> they are in front of all four ranked teams: Virginia, D uh, Duke, Virginia Tech, who they beat yesterday, and uh, Clemson. So it's really a weird dynamic. I would think because they beat Virginia Tech, they'll, uh, if they can stay on the win column this weekend, they'll probably. Go ahead and get back in the top 25 here. But they're having a really good season. They're uh, being led by Carly Jones, who's really playing great. I think he's averaging like 16 points a game. Uh, so I'm impressed by both uh, squads right now. Uh, they're playing some really, really solid basketball. I My hope and prayer, though, is that uh, the, college basketball can somehow – figure out how to finish this season. I, it is going to be so tricky, man, because uh, it seems like every other day games are being canceled. And and I get it. I understand it. I just think where we are now, somebody's got to step up in leadership and come up with some solutions. And, and 
you know, I wonder, like what you said, if ACC is going to go to a full model. And then the other thing I wonder, uh, going back to our conversation earlier, uh, we know that a change is coming on the 20th in, in, in leadership of this country. And you said this on Monday night, and we kind of glossed over it, but I want to go back to it. I wonder if our new president is going to shut things down for a little while and just say, you know what, guys, I know you want to do this, but if we really want to get to the fall or spring, the summer, and the fall, we got to do this. And and maybe a 30-day shutdown is imminent or something. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Charlie? Yeah, I've heard that um, because I've that was um, one of his ideas or plans during the campaign. Yeah. Uh, on how he would have dealt with, you know, the COVID uh, virus and his plan. And, you know, he kept saying Trump didn't have a plan. And, you know, he kept saying that. And so his plan was he should, you know, shut the country down for a certain amount of time, whatever that time is, and then, you know, kind of reintegrate or reopen. Um, At a slower pace, kind of. Yeah. And so there is a possibility that it could get shut down. Yeah. Everything gets shut down for, you know, however long. Um, I don't know right now, you know, how they're navigating the vaccine, how they're navigating, you know, COVID, yeah. uh, just in, in the natural sense, uh, and then shutting down, you know, I guess, you know, I don't know uh, yeah. what that means uh, for people when we come back out, because I just think, you know, if you, if you, if you slow everything down, and then you bring everything back at some point. We're going to have some, there may be less, but it's still going to be there. Yeah. Uh, and so we're going to have to deal with something, as I've said before. You know, when people ask me about changing the offense to try to make it simpler or whatever the case may be, I'm like, the kids got to learn something. I mean, right, right. You know, what, regardless of what it is, they're going to have to learn something. And so, yeah. I just think we're going to have to deal with something, even if we do shut down. Yeah. Um, you know, over the course of time. And, you know, I do understand, you know, that it would probably be a good, good idea. Um, but we're going to have to deal with this, this monster, you know, for, for the rest of our lives. Um, yeah. So hopefully we can find some way to, um, you know, get people healthy uh, yeah. when they are sick, get more science diagnosis on how we can treat it. Um, I know what everyone else, everyone's thinking, um, not everyone, but most people are thinking with the vaccine. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just hope there's an alternative to that, that aspect of it as well. Um, for those who don't, trust though the maker of the vaccines um because that's another big factor you know when we talked about earlier you know yeah. sometimes you just got to be able to trust 
the creator. Uh, and, and I'm not talking about our Heavenly Father creator. I'm talking about the creator of any... Who created the vaccine. Yeah, who yeah. created the vaccine. If you yeah. don't trust them, then it's going to be hard to, to take them. Yeah. And so, you know, even with this CBD oil um, that everyone's having, you know, some people are having great success, you know, with it. Mm -hmm. um, and... Sometimes you just you don't know who who's the creator behind the CBD, CBD oil and what's in it because it can be making you feel good right now, but it can uh, some harm somewhere else later yeah. on. Yeah, about the stuff that they have in it um, that may be addictive, and so you know it's a matter of just. Who, who do you trust? You know, when all this stuff is said and done. Yeah, it's 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 all a process and all uh everything, you know, everything, you know, you just gotta we gotta and that and that's kind of why I asked that question a minute ago. How do we restore trust in one another again? Because that's gonna be critical to the whole process of all of this. Like we gotta at some point we gotta walk into a trust factor and move forward. And 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 that's going to be the uh, the X factor to to us, you know, tomorrow, our our new tomorrow. So right. I don't know. So listen, man, I I recognize that we 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 uh we are walking into new days right now, and we'll and we're going to be figuring all of this out. But uh, we got to figure it out. That's the bottom line. So good luck to those two teams that we uh, we talked about here in Florida State and Louisville. Uh, we'll pick two two new teams next week and uh, dive off into them and uh, what their prospects for the year look like uh, going forward. So, uh, Charlie, you got any final thoughts, man, before we head out? That was a fast 49 minutes. Geez. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, just, you know, we'll keep praying for our country yeah. um, and our leadership as we move forward. That God will give them great wisdom on how to, um, you know, earn and build the trust um, that we need to be able to all move forward. Um, and so I just think it's it's important, you know, just like coaches have to build trust with their players and vice versa in order for a team to be successful. Um, I think it's the same thing with our country. And so I just hope that um, – we're able to uh, do that. And lastly, I would like to congratulate my man, Alex Leatherwood, for winning the Outland Trophy tonight. Nice, nice. Uh, of course, some of you all may or may not know, I know it's an SEC school, but uh, he played for me ah, okay. uh, at, at uh, Book Booker T. Washington in Pensacola. And so he's, the, um, he's one of the best athletes. I know one of the best athletes I've coached, uh, but he's also one of the best people. Um, you know, really came from a disadvantaged uh, background, and he's been able to navigate his way through. Uh, Dad did a great job of raising him um, as well. And... You know, this dude, man, 
this is how focused and he, he was on making sure that he was going to graduate early so he can get to Alabama. Uh, this guy was on a trip to University of South Carolina during the okay. summer. Okay. And he was on a visit out there. And I called him to check in to make sure there was something I needed needed for him to do or check in on him to see how he was doing or whatever the case may be. And, and he was like, I'm doing all right, coach. I was like, well, what are you doing? He was like, I'm in the room. Uh, I had some, uh, I had some work that I needed to get done. Wow. Uh, and I was like, uh, huh? I was like, man, you're, you're, you're from Pensacola, which is a small town. And you are in California. Right. California I-8. Right. And you are in the room doing some work. He's like, yeah, Coach, I, I, I need to get some work done. That showed me right there that he was serious about his work. Yeah, he's going to be all right. <laughs> and, and he was a different cat. Yeah, he's going to be all right. He's definitely going to be all right. Uh, he's a senior now. Uh, yes, he's so been here for four years. Oh, awesome. So that sounds like he may have some uh, next-level possibilities coming. There, yes. That's awesome. Drafted. That is awesome. Well, congratulations to Alex. By the way, I didn't get a chance to ask you, did your pick, now you can reveal it, did your pick win the Heisman Trophy? Well, now that it's over, my pick did win. Did? He did. Yes. Okay. I for Devontae Smith. Yes. Like yeah, most I, people did I really like Devontae. I, I think he is a, a tremendous uh player and, and really unique. Uh and I love what he had to say about not being the biggest, not being the fastest, but just being diligent and 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 committed to his craft and growing in his craft. And you see it, you see it on the field. You see the work that he's put in, and 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 just you can tell that there are things that he's doing that he has done those things a lot. There was a there was a play that he had in that last game where he caught the ball, where he ran the route, and instead of a full turn and then go, he planted and went all at the same time, and I was like. Okay, now that's that he did. He's done that before. In fact, because it's it was instinctive. It wasn't it wasn't something that the guy did. He knew to do that. He knew that he needed to be somewhere. He needed to run this perfect route because it was timed a certain way. He needed to be in stride, and he was right where he needed to be for Mac Jones to make the throw. And I was I was super impressed. I was like, wow, that. That's an attention to detail that you don't see in a lot of players right. where he understood, I got to plant here, I got to turn here, and and it, and that turn is contingent upon what this defensive guy does. So he read it perfectly, but but he did it in stride. He didn't think about it. it so you can tell in his mind, I've already done several alliterations of this. So I know what I'm going to do if he does this. I know. So he's playing chess while others are playing checkers. And I was – 
I was impressed with – I hadn't seen him play all year. So when I saw him play in the uh, semifinal, I was like, wow, this kid is really special, yeah. really special. Now he um, – you know, this is one thing I, I always harp on is, you know, we don't – we really – sometimes we don't know the outcome if everything was the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But with the uh, Waddle injury. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, yeah, that's a great point. You know – Devonte may not have won the Heisman. It probably wouldn't been, we have even known. Yeah, it'd probably been Matt Jones. Yeah, he would have had more yards. Yeah, uh, to disperse um, and more touchdowns if Waddle was there. Yeah, and and so with the injury to Waddle, it magnified everything that this kid has done. And of course, he made he made the plays when the ball was thrown. Sure, sure, all those types of things. But he might not have gotten all the targets. Yeah. Coming into this season, he was not the focal point. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great, 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 great point. And and, and it also, again, speaks to his preparation because in the midst of that injury, he was ready. He, he stepped right into it and was ready. I'm really, I'm really, really impressed. And so I was excited when you sent me that pre-draft text and said that my Giants may take him. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness listen guys i hope you guys have had a good time we have we normally don't do this show on thursday but <clears throat> thank you guys for pulling up tonight many of you did appreciate you uh on all three platforms i'm looking at is it's cool to see everybody pull up and see us uh do our show tonight so that was awesome i, I yeah. got something i need to i need to say it's an acc it's an acc thing as well ahead, charlie there's this guy by the name of Deshaun Watson. Mm. I'm going to throw this out here. I just read where Deshaun was working to try to be professional. Okay. Talked to the management, the owner and all of that. Okay. On, on behalf of the team because they had some names that they wanted to throw in the hat for the um, – GM spot. Right, 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 right. And he wasn't asking to be on the final – decision or anything just you know take a take a listen take a look to, at my list yeah this this group and it's yeah. not just his list it was a list of probably him and jj Watt and some other you know of the leaders on the team mm-hmm. just take a list this just, just take a listen to these these guys and so they end up hiring someone never took a listen to the uh to the list of uh, candidates that the players kind of submitted. And so I just want to throw this out to not just the Houston Texans, but just business in general. Uh, you may want to listen to your best players. <laughs> just saying. Just I'm, saying. I'm just saying, man, if, if you want, if you don't want this grown up players, just, just listen to them. Help. I mean, meet them halfway. And what I would have to guess is he would probably talk to the GM about some of the coaching, the coaching, the coaches that they're going to be bringing in. And he may, they may have already brought some guys in and talked to them, but hopefully they go and ask the players about who they should, you know, want as their head coach before they make a decision. I'm just saying. Charlie, that is a phenomenal, phenomenal point. I'm so glad you brought that up because I had forgotten about that. 
I, I will I will just say real quickly because I know we're about to go, but I agree one thousand percent. I thought that was extremely bold and and dare I even say risky because if I'm Deshaun, I'm gonna start if, if I can't be involved in my own success here, do I really want to be here? Because that's what it that's what ultimately will happen. And and because we're human. At the end of the day, we're all human. And 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 we want to win. And, and and there's a video that's floating around. I think inside the NFL uh, was put the clip together because they mic'd up Deshaun or mic'd up JJ Watt, one of them. But the two of them are walking off the field at the at the end of the last game. And JJ turns to Deshaun and says, "Hey, bro, I'm sorry. I wasted one of your years. Mm-hmm. I know we don't have many years left in this game, but I'm sorry. I wasted one of your years." We should have won like 11 games. Now, truth be told, it's not all J.J. Watts and that defense's fault, nor is it all Deshaun and that offense's fault. Because I think J.J. and Deshaun pretty much gave them everything they could under the circumstances. But when you snatch the best wide receiver arguably in the <laughs> game away from one side of the ball, yeah, without without talking to your quarterback. Without talking, that's all I'm saying. So at some point, a guy's gonna feel away. And so if you keep disrespecting him, we're men and we're human. And so at some point we're gonna go, you know what? Maybe this isn't the best fit. Right. So I'm just saying, I'm so I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I, I read that story and I'm like, yo, man, the Texas gotta get it together. Like this. Yeah. They got some real management issues right now. Like something is not connecting at all. So that's that's all I say. Just if you're running an organization and you know and, and your best players bring something to you, at least act on one or two of them. Just you know? just listen at least. <laughs> just start with listening and let's see what listening gets you. Just that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a great way to close the show. Cause I, I, I agree a hundred percent. It's uh that's tricky, man. That is really, really, really tricky. So anyway, <clears throat> next week we'll get into some uh we might start some early. I know we got the um championship game on Monday. We hadn't talked about that. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh we'll uh we'll deal with the championship game. We got a more ACC basketball, we got all kinds of stuff. But this is believe in the ACC, that's Charlie Ward. I'm Lloyd Space. I hope you guys have enjoyed yourselves tonight. We know we have. We will see you uh, next week and do it all over again. Have a great weekend, guys. You have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook, on the Noisemakers page, and on YouTube, on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms, and we will keep taking you inside the ACC. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.